You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hi guys, welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica. I'm Riley. And it has been two weeks, as usual, since you've heard from us, but we have some very, very exciting news on this episode, and you're going to hear about it for the next month and a half until it happens because we are having a live show. So we're going to do a live recording with an audience. Um, We're pretty much like Oprah podcast now. (laughs) You get a car. No, no one's getting cars. But you get to see our beautiful faces on stage doing a live show, shooting the shit together. We're going to have audience involvement. We're going to have merch, food, drinks. It's prizes. Gonna be a, prizes. It's going to be a really good fucking time. And that's going to be June 21st, which is a Tuesday from 7 to 9.30 p.m. And we are launching the Eventbrite today. So make sure to get those tickets. We're going to have a little deal if you buy um, two tickets as opposed to just the one. So definitely encourage you to bring your favorite whore with you. And yeah, bring, yeah, bring your Danica or bring your Riley. Oh, yeah. Bring your Danica Riley <laughs> mixture. Uh, it'll terrible twos. And, yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm super, super fucking excited. It's going to be at the number five orange in Vancouver, uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada. So I'm sorry for those who are not local, but you can always fly in. Make a trip of it. <laughs> We're not doing a tour just yet, so you're going to have to come to us. But Vancouver is beautiful, so y'all should come uh, fly out and see us. But I'm very nervous about the show, so if I have to be there, y'all have to be there. <laughs> yeah, she's. I'm going to drag her kicking and screaming. But uh, yeah, uh, Riley, myself, and Jeremy, you guys heard on episode 104, who is the um, head manager of um, Number 5 Orange in Vancouver, we're all kind of collabing together, and it's our kind of um, little passion project that we're, we're tackling. So it's going to be absolutely fantastic, obviously, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're really excited to meet some of you. We Obviously, we get to meet some of the listeners um, through DMs and emails and stuff. But it's it's going to be cool to meet you face-to-face, and um, you can see how sexy we are in person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like ever since uh, we did Jeremy's episode where we um, posted our photos for whatever reason on <laughs> Instagram, um, we've had a lot of people coming up to us being like, oh, I, I listened to it. I didn't realize it was you. I was like, yeah, it's Yeah, no I mean, I've never really posted much of myself on yeah. the podcast page. Um, and I have my personal Instagram, but it's not like linked at all. Uh, and then... Yeah, whenever I do post a selfie, people are like, oh, that's what you look like. And I was like, yeah, surprise. He says, he does me. Um, oh, another update. We had a listener message come in saying, I'm listening to episode 105, and if you haven't found it already, I was able to rent the stripped documentary through YouTube for $5, and it's definitely worth it. So that's um, obviously a, a throwback to episode 105 when you and I were talking about Roby Rye's documentary that she starred in that came out about stripping in Las Vegas and we wanted to really watch it so thank you again for that update but yeah you can get it on YouTube for five dollars and apparently it's definitely worth it which we knew yeah. would be so um I haven't had a chance to watch it yet but you and I should definitely have a, have a night of it and uh and watch it and then you guys can recap it for you guys yeah absolutely let's do it in other news another girlfriend of ours is doing fun and exciting things are girlfriend who's also in the industry is making these amazing wigs and if you guys are on the patreon and you're watching us record this you can see us wearing them Mm -hmm. uh mine is 
a like burgundy style wig and Riley's is this really beautiful ginger color I would, I would call it yeah and we both rocked them this past week at work and got like a fuck ton of compliments not just from the girls who were like where do you get your wigs done like and and that which is awesome because we want people to go to our girlfriend because she's very talented and yes. should get the recognition um, but also we got like a lot of customers. Like my customers love me and blonde hair and they're always like, I love your blonde hair. And then I was like, surprise. And I like, yeah, I'm burgundy. And they're like, I love your burgundy hair. I'm like, yes. And they all think I dye it every week because they don't understand how wigs work, but that's fine. Yeah. I got asked several times if I dye my hair. Um, so that I think is just like an ode to how beautiful, like the lace Natural. work and stuff. And it, yeah. And the, and the color as well that people, you know, can't tell it's a wig. Like even the girls. Yeah. No, yeah, that was one of the things the girls were like, I never knew you wore wigs before. And I'm like, well, yeah, I definitely, I'm not switching out my hair from, like, black to blonde to burgundy to pink to, yeah. you know I mean? All yeah, things, stick but, with it for a little bit. Yeah, so um, definitely, definitely check her out. Uh, do you have our Instagram handle? Yeah, it's a Champagne Room Hair Co. Right. Um, it's amazing, and y'all need to go check her out. Super reasonably priced. The quality is fantastic. Uh, and also, she's a sex worker, so it's always nice to support the community. Um, and yeah, definitely, definitely recommend. I'm making her make me like 40 more wigs because yeah. <laughs> I wore like one night, my first one, and I was like, make me more. All of them. Yeah, the glueless too, which is oh, amazing. amazing. Yeah. I found with the glue, like, I like the security of the glue was nice, but I found um, it was really hard for me to get off afterwards. Yeah. Like, the actual like, glue, like, um, like the residue was yeah. really hard to get off so um it's nice to be able to like throw this wig on and like feel secure in it because it's nice and like tight and, and perfectly fit into your head because she custom makes them that yeah I feel like scared enough like I was gonna I mean maybe if a guy rips on it but ain't no man ripping on my hair so. yeah exactly <laughs> I actually went on stage with this wig on as well and didn't have a problem I uh definitely like didn't whip my hair around but I'm uh we just ordered those I think it's Milano um, wig caps that have the velvet so right. it's one it's kind of grippy yeah so I think with that I'm gonna have absolutely no problem yeah no it's great uh, what else has been on going on in my life lately I finished reading Attached by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller highly mm-hmm. highly highly recommend this book it's a little bit older now I think but not by older I mean maybe even like a decade older but um, with attachment theory which is a an area of psychology I've always really enjoyed. Um, kind of how we form uh, bonds and attachment and how pretty much like past traumas and past experiences can really mold how we act in relationships and, and what kind of attachments um, we form. So I know for myself, I'm a, typically a secure attachment, but I can very easily become a, an anxious attachment depending mm-hmm. on who my partner is. If I have an avoided partner, I very much see myself fall into anxious attachment kind of behavior but yeah it's good to know those things and you know your pitfalls you know what kind of partners you should avoid having or what areas what areas you need to kind of work on with mm-hmm. your partner and, and communicate uh, that was attached by uh, Mir Levine and Rachel Heller so definitely go check out that book it's also an audible and it was a nice um a nice read but I'm sure it's a nice listen as well and yeah I am yeah. um, I'm actually reading polysecure at the moment um which pulls a lot from attachment obviously mm. being um one of the most recognized books in that area but it looks at um uh 
attachment trauma in more of a consensual non-monogamous setting. Right. And it really touches on um, both, you know, sexual and intimate, but also non-intimate and non-sexual relationships, which I think is uh, really great in terms of, like, also just having really close friends that you... um, you manage in your life as well as, you know, your intimate partners. Yeah, definitely. That's fine. They're reading Polysy here because I just started reading Ethical Slut, A Practical Guide to Polyamory, Open Relationships, and Other Adventures by uh, Dossie Easton and mm-hmm. Janet W. Hardy. Um, so I'm sure this is going to be a lot of crossover from what you're reading in Polysecure and then what Ethical Slut. Yeah. Um, is that an academic book or more of a, like a... a from someone's point of view. Um, yeah, like with regards to like, is it scientifically backed? Yeah. Kind of idea. Um, I think it kind of comes at more of like a, a hippie, right? Of, like free love kind of. Which I mean, when I was looking at the reviews of it, um, a lot of people were kind of like, it's a little too like airy fairy for me. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I think I've talked to you about this before. Um, me and the person I'm been hanging out with are, um both kind of more interested in like open relationships and like how that would look so Mm -hmm. I actually got the book from him so I'm excited to read it and see what stuff aligns with me and because like I think I've talked just before like I don't know if I've actually mentioned this on a podcast before but I again in a secure relationship where I do feel secure with who I am in that relationship and who we are together there is a part of me that likes the open aspect or the, the idea of them being sexual with other people or I don't really need the sexual stuff with other people like I don't need that necessarily but I do like the idea of like if I were to meet someone who I think would you know wouldn't kick out of bed for eating crackers I, yeah. <laughs> I could explore that um, but yeah I do kind of get like aroused thinking of my partner like getting turned on by someone else or being sexual with someone else provided that the like I'm the primary the one that like we're going for brunches you know we're having nice dates together we're you know have the love for each other in that way mm-hmm. so like I don't know if I'm I don't think I'd be polyamorous in that sense but I am very one-sided in like the love I give to someone um but like the sex stuff I think it's easy to detach yeah. and yeah so that's something I've been exploring uh, that's a little share with the podcast because I don't think I've ever really talked much I don't I don't typically talk much about my personal personal life mm-hmm. you know we talk about our sex lives or whatever but yeah, that's something I've kind of um, been dabbling and looking into recently. Yeah. yeah. You should uh, you should give Polysecure a read because uh, it talks about all the different types of open relationships and consensual non-monogamy. Um, and I believe... Uh, so it's done by Jessica Fern. I, she's a um, couples counsellor or couples mm. therapist uh, specifically in non-monogamy. She's also non-monogamous. Mm. And it's uh, backed by a lot of like research as well. Uh, yeah, I will definitely check it out. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and I will probably make him read it as well because yeah. <laughs> I think, I think for him it's very new to have someone that's like, "Hey, it's cool that you fuck other people. Um, just you know, tell me about it." Yeah, and he's like, I, "I tell you about it. Like, you're okay with it." I'm like, "I'm okay with it as long as I'm not being lied to. Lying is the one thing that like will put me off from someone really quickly. So as long as we're open and there's like that level of respect, like I'm pretty chill with a lot of stuff." Um, which I know is hard for people to believe. They think it's like a trap where it's like, tell me things. It's like, I can't believe you did that. It's like, literally, like, yeah. tell me things. Okay, cool. Was it hot? Let's talk about when we're fucking next time. Um, but yeah, I know that's um, that's a new kind of, it's all new for both of us, I think. So we're just yeah. kind of, yeah. So I think Polly Secure would be a great book for us to read. 
Um, what else is new? Also, yeah, if you guys have suggestions for books, read not even necessarily about polyamory or open relationships, but just in general books that you read and loved, um, feel free to message us. We can review them on the podcast or just enjoy them in our private lives. Um, I'd love a good book recommendation. So mm-hmm. if you guys have any, throw them our way on Instagram, 50 plus a tip, five zero plus a tip. Um, also, speaking of the Instagram, uh, podcast Instagram and listeners, uh, we this dog is insane right now. Sorry, there's a dog barking outside and like, come get your dog. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, um, so apologies for that if you're hearing a dog bark incessantly all episode. Yes, speaking of the podcast, Instagram, and listeners, we talked about a lovely gentleman that's been a regular of mine for a while that listens to the podcast, and I told him I was going to give him a shout-out, and I saw him last week, and he was like, I was telling one of the servers that, like, we shot him out, and he was like, I, I was telling the server you shot me out, and he was saying that, you know, I got a shout-out, it was on the periods and I hate men episode, but it's fine. <laughs> Anything about that? <laughs> well, then we will give you a shout out on the I'm Afraid of Men episode oh, no. where we review this book. Hey, Sorry. Keith. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. Yeah, you're getting, shout out. you're getting another shout out on the I Hate Men episode. So. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm, I'm Afraid, afraid of, men. of Men. I'm Afraid of Men. Not only do we hate them, now we're terrified of them. <laughs> uh, but yes, he's lovely and I always enjoy my time with him. But it was funny. He came in and told me that and I laughed so hard. <laughs> um, Speaking of being at work, what are your work updates? What do you got for me? You had some time off. I did have some time off. I had the 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 spicy cough. Ugh, I hate when you say it like that. Yeah. Spicy cough. That's why my voice still sounds like this a little bit. Kind of um, yeah, I had COVID. Thanks to my partner. Ugh. I know. The whole man so rude. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got so much stuff done. I did a whole spring clean. Uh, I reorganized all my drawers. I got caught up on some podcast and life show stuff. Uh, I got my taxes done, filed and paid. Like I was, I was at least um, y- useful during yeah, that time. You're constructive. Yeah, you're constructive COVID. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I really, I've only been to back to work for a week, I think, if that. Um, yeah. So I don't have that many work updates. Um, what about? Um, I know, as we mentioned last episode, that you're gonna kind of recap being on stage for the first time and starting at a new club. How do you want to oh, yeah, listen to know? Yeah, you are now. <laughs> do you want to listen to the I'm designing for you. Uh, I think like that. I think that would actually sound interesting for listeners to hear because you are an experienced dancer. How was it coming to a new club with me? Because you only started there two months ago now. What was? How what, were you nervous? Were you excited? How did the people take to you? Um, I mean, I was with you, and you were, you know very much solidified in that club, which I think makes a transition easier. Um, for, for anyone, you know, when they have a friend there, cause they can give you the lowdown of, you know, all the rules or the nuances. Um, and you just get a little bit more of a, um, repertoire with people when someone can vet for you, basically. Mm-hmm. Vouch for you, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Um, so I found that people were really friendly. Um, I just like to think that I'm not a problematic person either. They say, Riley, she's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, problem, not problematic. <laughs> um, but I don't really, like, come into a space and try and dominate it or, you know, establish any type of thing. So I think that, like, at least from the get-go, I'm typically, an, like, a, a fine person to get along with. So I, don't, I didn't find that there was much growing pains there. Also, um... Still in Vancouver, so a lot of the same rules, a lot of the same, like, 
can't take alcohol past a certain point. Mm. A lot of the same rules and what you like obviously can and can't do with customers. So uh, a lot of the same pricing uh, rules and, and set up that way. So mm. I didn't find there was a lot of growing pains, to be honest. Um, I feel like... Were you nervous going in? Well, no, because we went in together. Yeah. So, I don't know. We've, we've worked together in, like, many a different places now. Yeah. So it's not like... Yeah. Also, men are men. You know, the clientele didn't change that much. Um, I didn't really have to adapt a lot of what I was saying or doing with other things, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I didn't find it, like, too bad at all. Yeah. How about going on stage for the first time and actually being, like, a scheduled stage girl for a Yeah. Um, I would say that that was definitely, like, a bit more nerve-wracking. First of all, like, we've gone to clubs where, you know you can get up for one song or whatever. Um, I had, like, fooled around a little bit at Brandy's on a Sunday night when they let, like, the VIP girls go up when I used to work there. Um, Obviously, growing up competitively dancing, stage wasn't... Like, I still get really uh, bad stage fright, even though, like, yeah. Huh. Even though I grew up, like, competing every weekend I don't know I, it's, it's, I've just never really been able to like get over it so the first couple times that I went up yeah I would I would say that I'm for sure a little bit of a Bambi you know like I'm trying to find my footing I'm trying to find what works for me um being able to dance for 14 minutes on stage continuously while people are watching you and only you is like definitely a bit of a learning curve Um, especially, you know, like growing up dancing, you had choreography. And so as long as you knew your choreography, like that was your muscle memory. Right. Um, and of course going on stage for the first time, you don't have that. Like I, I now watch a lot of girls, they do almost the same show every time. Mm -hmm. And so that's like a learned thing. And then, you know, they can perfect it a little bit, but when you go up there, you don't have that. Like, Mm. I think, you know, people can tell that you're new. Um, where I was working, you didn't really need like, uh, costumes. So that wasn't really a problem. Um, one of the hardest parts I found was music. Finding what I was, I I enjoyed dancing to and finding what I looked good dancing to, I think is probably the hardest part. And also just fitting the vibe of the night. Like I'm, I'm tall, skinny and quite white. So like hip hop is not always the easiest for me to dance to. Um, I feel like maybe I would look a little odd dancing to a lot of like hip hop just because, you know, our girl's got nothing to shake. Um, so I think finding like music that fits a Friday, Saturday night and also I don't look out of place was definitely one of the most challenging parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think music can really make or break a routine. Um, yeah I've seen some girls where like, there's music they choose I'm like ooh that's a weird choice or like you, it just doesn't sit with the group like the crowd well and mm-hmm. like but something like the music is everything the crowd like loves that song or like you know that on like a Tuesday afternoon playing like classic rock is gonna like the crowd oh, will yeah. love it because that's who's in there right now and they're gonna look at the stage and they're gonna come to the stage like it's gonna take them back to memory that they had back then like these kind of like what I think is common sense is not common sense to a lot of people so yeah the music um i think people overlook a lot but there's a Mm -hmm. there's a skill in having a good 
set of music. Oh yeah, I had my daytime music down like packed. Mm-hmm. I had I definitely the music alone drew the crowd to the stage. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. But I don't know. I, you watched me more than I obviously watched myself. Uh, what was it like for me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I've, told, I've given you tips before when you're on yeah. stage in other places to like, you know, engage with the audience is the biggest thing. That's how you're going to make your money. You can do all the best tricks in the world. I've seen girls do insane pole stuff and not a dollar gets spent. And the next girl goes up and she has a big smile on her face and she looks like she's like loving just walking on that stage. And she's just walking around, smiling, waving at people, talking to the crowd, and she's getting throw money thrown at her. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I definitely think audience engagement um, is your biggest um, way to pull money into the into the into the tipping rail. Um, and that's what I told you before. It's like even that alone is like the best base to have, and then build on top of that. Yeah. And then knowing your own body, like knowing what your assets are, you know, you do really good body rolls. So throw in a fuck ton of body rolls in your routine because it looks great on stage when you do it. Other girls mm-hmm. might do it and look like fucking shit. Um, but no, obviously I enjoy watching you dance. I sit on your stage every day, every time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I come along. Yeah. I bring whatever guy I'm with or whatever. Um, which is a nice benefit to having girls that you care about the work with you and like you want to help make money is like, if I was on stage and you had a client with you, you could come to the stage and bring me money, what we were doing before another club. Yeah. And then vice versa. When you go on stage, I'm like, oh, my best friend's on stage. Let's go give her money. Yeah. Give and vice versa. Advice. Like, if you're on stage and you've drawn someone who wants a lap dance, like, you grab your friend yeah. who's, like, spotted who's tipping. You yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. I know a lot of girls think of it as, like, it's cutting their money in half, but it's also coming back twofold because if you're choosing the right person, yeah. they're going to do it for you as well. And all night not, might not be your night, right? Like, there might be your just can't seem to make it work. Your friend's killing it, so now you're killing it together. Vice versa, right? So, no, you did awesome on stage. I always enjoyed watching you perform. You. Um, and I just know you enjoyed being out there. You never look like you're like, oh, I gotta do one more song. Like, you, that's part, half the battle. Just, mm-hmm. you know, fake it till you make it and looking like you fucking love it up there. Um, so, also, I just love you being in the club with me, so. Yeah, yeah actually, um, I remember listening to, well, I remember being a part of, first of all, the interview and then re-listening to it with Rachel Rampage and she, you know, we talked, we asked her about, you know, some tips about people wanting to get on stage and she said audience engagement as well, like smiling at every single person that's in that front row. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that she does a lot of clowning too. That was definitely my style. Like I'm fun. I can be sexy. That's not who I am. Like it's, I'm just like, (laughs) <laughs> maybe a little bit awkward to like, like hold that for 14 minutes like, I wouldn't say awkward I think you're quirky yeah and I think that's like and that's like that's like a selling feature right like I don't think every girl needs to go up there and be this like sensual goddess like mm-hmm. definitely that makes girls money and definitely like some girls like ooze that out of them um but I think like having that quirky approachable um girl next door vibe that you have it works for you people are drawn yeah. to that right so um and then the reason I clown is I think because my, the way my body shaped and my look is very overtly sexual porn star that me clowning makes me more approachable to people. Yeah. Right? Because if I'm too overtly sexual, it can be kind of intimidating, I think, for, for men. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm sure, like, that does work for some girls. But for me, I find, like, that's why I kind of clown more and I, you know, joke around with the audience and make fun of myself on stage. And Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I mean, through and through, like, I also, like, love doing lap dances. I love that one-on-one and so to be more approachable, to engage with somebody who's in your stage, mm-hmm. you've just, like, tripled your chances yeah. um, of getting a lap dance after. And I know, like, I do know a few stage girls that just don't do lap dances. Oh, so, yeah, a lot, a yeah. lot. Honestly, I'd say more often than not, girls in our stage don't bother trying to sell dances. Yeah. I'd say maybe 
20% sell private dances and the rest just stay up in the room and wait till their yeah. show. Their or they only sell dances for people who ask them. Yeah, or they just see their regulars, um, which is fine. Again, like yeah. the beauty of this job is having your own hustle and whatever works for you. Um, but I always think of stages like good advertising, advertising. to sell for more dances, right? Because your attention's on you in a room that's packed with people. Yeah. You stand, literally stand out. Um, but no, I'm glad you're, your first time on stage went well, and I think you're going to be back at the club soon. I think you're doing some rounds elsewhere, and then mm-hmm. you're going to come back to us, so yeah. excited when you come back. Yes. Um, I had a really good week, minus you not being there, which always sucks, but yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> before, um, I met a really lovely gentleman. We met him together for the first time, mm-hmm. um, and he was very, very sweet, and now he's coming in weekly to see me, and... Um, being very generous with money and, you know, he's a divorcee and when we first met him, he explained that his wife was like a godsend and like everyone pales in comparison pretty much and like he really only has eyes for her still and she's passed away 10 years ago now. So, sorry, um, he's a widow, not a wid- divorcee. Oh, sorry, divorcee. Yeah, widower, sorry. Um, so yeah, she passed away. He's a widower. Thank you for correcting me. Um, and... Yeah, they, you know, he's told me about his kids and, like, the happy life they had and how she passed away 10 years ago. But, you know, so he doesn't have that desire to replace her because he's still very much in love with her, which is super cute to hear. But he's like, I generally enjoy the company of beautiful women. You know, I grew up with daughters and I grew up with um, sisters and I like the energy of being around feminine energy. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, he comes to the club and we just sit and have really good conversation. He's told me some really cool things about the history of Vancouver because he's a bit older um, and he is, he used to have, um, a really big trade business. So he's explained like this really cool business he developed when he was younger. And, um, he used to deal drugs when he was younger at one point. So it's just, it's oh so many goodness. fun, wild stories to hear. Um, and then, yeah. And then when we go for dances, they're literally just me sitting in the room with him and just can carrying on a really good conversation. And, um, it's so nice to like remember that people do value your presence and value your energy and your um, communicative abilities and uh, your company. So that's been really nice to kind of um, bring on a regular like that who mm-hmm. just kind of um, reminds you that like there are men that are like salt of the earth that just yeah value female time. And you know he expressed to us repeatedly how much respect he has for women in this industry and how like we're doing the Lord's work pretty much. Which I mean, <laughs> love to hear it. <laughs> love to hear Obviously. it. Obviously. Yeah. Um, another day that you weren't there, I was um, working, and these two girls were in the bathroom. And there's a part in the bathroom where there's, like, a smaller uh, counter. There's, like, the main counter where the um, sinks are. And then there's another counter where there's, like, a uh, mirror, right? Where you can, like, do your make, whatever. And the girl was like, oh, look at this Coke table or something. Um, and I just, was, like, perked on. I just kind of, like, like, kind of, like, laughed. Because I'm like, of course, you're going to make a comment, like, that people are doing Coke in the strip club. Anyways, I just kind of got to talking, and I was like... Pretty much like the the idea of it was um, that everyone should get paid for sex because we were talking about whatever. I was like, here, look at it this way: like people that aren't in this industry are gin tonic prostitutes. Like I say all the time, like they're yeah. still fu- they're fucking for free. And like when people are like, oh my god, you get paid to entertain men? I'm like, you entertain men for free? And then they were like laughing. And they're like, no, totally. I'm like, girl, I'm like, are you fucking someone right now? And she's like, yeah, I'm seeing this guy. I'm like, charge him, <laughs> like, charge the fucker. No men should have access to you for free. Um, but yeah, so then we had this good conversation and they're like, wow, that's really like, it's really cool. Like, and it's just nice, like to have that moment to be like, no, I'm going to like, maybe this impacts these women in the future. Maybe next time they go to a strip club, like, Hey, I met a stripper who was actually really dope in the bathroom and yeah. whatever. Right. So like 
it's like those times where like I don't always put that energy into it, but sometimes I'm like, I think they'd be well received, like the yeah. way they're talking, the way whatever. So that was kind of nice little experience. And then, mm-hmm. and then again, when you weren't there because you abandoned me for so long, um, had the vid. Well, can you choose another week? Tele- can you choose the days off to have the vid? I had. Cross like for like a week. I know it was very inconvenient <laughs> uh, for me. Um, and then another time, I was doing dances with this guy, and I just hear him mumbling, right? So I'm like, "What are you doing?" And I like lean. I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "And she, she puts her back. I was, she, and she's like into the in the Lambo, and she's like, he's I like was rapping. Oh, he was rapping. He was Truth, like, the, spitting bars around the kids' the song. I know his own. Oh, his own. Yeah, Good. he rapped. For eight songs, no <gasps> music. That's too many. And like he would like incorporate whatever was happening. So like I would like turn around. He's like, and then she turns around her ass in my face. Like, what? He's like her with her blonde hair. <laughs> Were you janitor? I like. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> like you like throwing a beatbox? I can beatbox a little bit. See, that's why I don't dance to hip hop. Yeah, I just saw you throw up your arms. It looked everything looked awkward. <laughs> Patreon subscribers will see it. But yeah, it was very funny. And he was like, I, you know when like someone does something, you're like, oh, ha, 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 like it's a joke. And then they keep doing it, like, oh, it's oh, not no. a joke. Oh, we're, oh, okay. Oh, eight songs in. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of rapping. I mean, good on, that's a long time to rap. Good long time. time. Like, do you need water? <laughs> sippy, sippy. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that was interesting. Um, and then what else? Oh, I was wearing boots the other day and this has happened several times now because I have furry shoes I wear for work and I have boots that I wear for work. And in episode 104, Jeremy made a joke about his favorite shoes being furry boots and furry shoes and boots. Right. Um, which was like, it's just like a, you know, tongue in cheek reference to like whatever. And just like making a joke that like between us, but of course people listened to the episode and took note that that comment was made and then they see me at work wearing furry shoes and boots all the time. So this regular of mine the other day was like, I was wearing my boots and he's like, do you wear the boots for Jeremy? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, on the episode, Jeremy said he loves boots and you're wearing boots. I'm like, so are eight other girls here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a really common thing to wear. But I laughed so hard. I was like, and I joined Jeremy. I was like, this guy's asking if I wear my, my shoes for you. <laughs> He's like, damn it. He's like, I knew people would listen. <laughs> like, yeah, that's literally the goal. Yeah, well, podcast. you made the joke. You made the joke. You made the little tongue-in-cheek reference. Um, but yeah, that was funny. And then, uh, oh, recently, actually, you also weren't there to this day. Why oh, I, this yeah, day? a whole day. You weren't sick anymore. What day was this? A couple days ago. You were there, but, um, you had shit to do, but, um, there was this man. Ew. First of all, hate it. I know. Who let him in here? Uh, very, very handsome. Tattied up. You know, I love a tattooed man. He was sitting there. He was on his phone and I walked by and he was I was there. First of all, rude. I was at the bar. Oh yeah, you were there. Oh my God. Even when I'm there, you don't even pay attention to me. Why do I bother? (laughs) Um, I was very distracted by the tattooed man. Anyways, um, he was very handsome. And when I first walked by, he was like, damn. And, and I, as we don't say on the podcast, I don't really approach tables unless they, like, gesture to me or, like... No, we walked past and he was like, money isn't a problem. No, no, no. First he said, damn, the first time. You weren't... I don't think you walked in that second, first time. The second time we walked by, he was on the phone. And he was like, 
yeah, money's not a problem. And he was saying the phone. I mean, you were both like, we like, <laughs> our heads were like, what up? You're saying all the right things, daddy. And then the next time I walked by by myself and I was like, shall we go for a dance? And he's like, yes. Then we went for a dance. And it was a very sexy dance, actually. He was very attractive. Um, and I said to him, I was like, how many dances should we go for since money's not a problem? Yeah. And he was like, oh, you heard that? I'm like, bitch, please. You yeah, you yelled it at us. Yeah, you literally turned to us and yelled it in our faces. And he's like, oh, I love making money. I don't really like spending it. And I was like, oh. So then money is a problem for you. So money's a huge fucking problem. Money is the problem. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then we went for like whatever, four dancing, I can't remember now. And uh, he didn't have enough cash because so we went back to the ATM. And I told him the amount. I was like, and I would, you know, like, whatever tip you'd like to give me because money's not a problem. And, like, reference that. And, like, yeah. a joke. He's like, yeah. And he gave me a $10 tip. And I was like, money and you are the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I was Sorry, like, money may not be the problem, but you are. Yeah, so. you are the whole problem now. And I was like, what a waste of a very attractive man. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I, like, took the money. Again, I know we sound very bratty, being like, I always dance with a hot guy, and he tipped me 10 bucks. Ugh. But, but that's like, not even 10%. No, it's not. I, like, you didn't even cover my tip out. I tip out 40%. That's, hang on, to do the math, that's 2.5%. Yeah. But also, like, not even the money aspect, the fact that you, like, made it a point to be like, money's not a problem. Yeah. And, like, you're hitting on me and, like, whatever, and then, like, you can't even show up and, like, give me a good tip. A decent tip. And, like, you asked for my number, like, I'm not going to ever give my number to someone else who doesn't tip me well so then I was like okay and then I just like came back and sat with you guys and I was like fuck this man I'm gonna sit with him and then afterwards he like wanted to go for another dance but I was kind of like okay I'll come back and then I didn't and then he left yeah but I was like so put off by like the cheap tip but I lied sorry that's five percent yeah that's fine I was thinking four dances and I was like four hundred dollars no five percent you would tip a server more than that yeah anyways but um yeah, very disappointing. But he was very handsome. And I mean, it's still nice to dance for a Hawkeye and whatever. But anyways, yeah. Money was a problem mm-hmm. for that gentleman. Gross. Yeah. All right. I think that's all my recaps. Do you have any more recaps? Oh, I do. Oh, um, let's hear it. The guy that's, that shushed in your hair? Shushed in my hair? Yeah. He was, like, giving you a little back massage. And then he, like, leaned forward and was like, shh, shh, shh. Do you not remember that? No. You shushed at me? Yeah. He was like, you went to say something and he went straight up oh. to the back of your head and he was like, okay, oh, yes, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, we were sitting with him and he was, when I went to say something and he literally leaned into my face, like into the side of my hair where my hair was. It was like, yeah. shh, shh, shh. <laughs> I was like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> yeah, like a creepy low. In front of everyone, yeah. too. It was very weird. Like, it was very awkward. I was like, Okay. <laughs> um, but he did pay us well. So yeah, just no, me if you want. I have one other work story. Um, and I, you, you were in the room next to us, so you kind of heard this. But like, oh. so yeah, um, sneaky. I yeah, it. I have I have a small rib cage, and like for my size, I do have like larger boobs. And I was wearing um this really cute mesh top from Sheen, and of course Sheen doesn't really like cater to small people with big boobs, so. I, it was kind of like, maybe not the most flattering on me. It kind of just went over my boobs, um, kind of like a bandeau. So it didn't really enhance my shape at all, but I still think, I still like how it looks. Um, so I went to undo it at the front when I was giving this guy a lap dance and he was like, oh, you have way bigger boobs than I thought you were going to. He's like, you have 
sneaky, sneaky tits or sneaky boobs. And do you know, remember that, um, YouTube video from forever ago? He's like, I'm a snake. I'm a slippery snake. It was literally like that. He's like, you have snakey boobs. He's like, yeah, they really surprised me. Surprise, you surprise boobs, sneaky, surprising boobs. The entire dance. No, I heard. I was literally <laughs> at the room beside you, and me and my guy that we were dancing with we were both like, what? And so what? they ended up. <laughs> this is happening right now. I and I like, honestly hear your accent, so I know it's you, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear the story. <laughs> <laughs> So truly, like, for the entire dances, um, so whatever, it was, I can't remember how many dances it was, but I was like, oh yeah, and do you have a tip for my snicky bows? I heard that too. It's like, good, good one. Good one. Uh, yeah. I was like, well, nice. <laughs> well played. Um, I love that for you. Did your sneaky boobs get a good tip? I think so. I can't remember. It was obviously not that great if I can't remember, but I wasn't like, meh. You know. It wasn't terrible. Sneaky boobs. Sneaky boobs. Uh, is that the title of this episode? Sneaky Sorry. boobs? Is that the Sneaky title tits. Of Sneaky, Sneaky tits. tits and I'm afraid of men. Love it. Love that part. <laughs> Done. Write that down. <laughs> All right. All right. We're just doing some, uh, some admin stuff. <laughs> Don't mind us. Excuse us. Um, okay. So I told you guys I was going to make it a point to have um, Instagram polls every once in a while with regards to what we talk about on the podcast to get your guys' take on things. So the one I posted up this last week was in reference to episode 107, and the question was, would you want your ex's previous partners to look strikingly similar to you or the complete opposite of you? And you and I broke it down, and we said that we would like our exes to date people that look a lot like us mm-hmm. after they date us, <laughs> <laughs> after they've been with us, um, but we'd like our current person to have dated a variety of people, not just our twins. Yeah, so I said that I I would want to look nothing like my partner's exes. Yeah, exactly. Um, We want the best of both worlds. So we didn't really give you that option. We said, you know, one or the other. So 30% of you said you want them strikingly similar to you, and 70% said you want the complete opposite of you. And we opened it up for you guys to write in the responses to kind of explain um, what you wanted. So we're going to go through a f- couple of them here. The first one is, I would prefer opposite because it shows I stood out to him. I would want him to know that if we broke up, he's not going to go to some girl who looks like me and fall for them just because she is, in quotes, his type. That would make me feel less special and as if he only liked the short brunette gymnast girl type. The next one, I don't want to feel like they're trying to replace their ex with me just for the looks. Opposite because they likely haven't healed a wound and thus are reliving the same experience with a different soul. That's a really good answer. Different. I don't want them to be with me simply because I look like their ex. It makes me think they're not over their ex. Uh, I picked the same to look the same with uh, with B. I would be paranoid that I wasn't their type, etc. Um, and then carried on to say similar because I'd assume that they have a type and think I'm hot fit or the type yeah so she would actually prefer them to all look like her yeah because then they like then they know you have that confirmation like okay you like this look i want them like to like them for me and not some in quotes type they choose me for uh b so uh opposite or different shows they like a variety in their life more likely more likely accepting of those types of bodies ethnicities etc I'd prefer the opposite because there's no established type and unfair, unreasonable expectations. 
when they look similar, it's as if they're trying to replace us slash not over me. I would like opposite because I don't want to be with him just because I'm his type. If she looks like me, he's probably in it for the look and not the me. The same because I'm self-obsessed. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> I wrote that in. <laughs> yeah. Different. Um, I wouldn't want to be compared to them. I like being my own individual self. Opposite because I want to be seen as my own person, not just a carbon copy of their ex. Mm-hmm. I prefer to look different because it hurts less. I mean, I get that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I would want them to be similar because he better be obsessed with me forever. I can't blame the guy for trying for the next best. <laughs> Girl, I feel you. Um, different. I think it's boring when they only date one type of person. I want them to look similar because I then feel like I know for sure he's attracted to me. Uh, the uh, Different since I don't want to be a copy and paste version of their ex. I want the opposite because if we all look the same, there might be something creepy going on. <laughs> I'd prefer similar because then I know they're actually attracted to me. Otherwise, if I was different, I'd feel insecure and then say, sorry about the abbreviation, not a lot of typing room. <laughs> opposite because I feel like I want to feel special. If they all look like me, it's easy to compare. Yeah, which was kind of my point as well. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. Yeah. Another one here, uh, similar because I don't have any doubts if they're attracted to me or not. It would be satisfying that my ex subliminally still had a thing for me and then I'd, and I'd move on. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, I would want it to be opposite because a similar illicit sibling commentary. <laughs> I would like the opposite because you know, you know you're not the next in line. I'm one of a kind and there's no point trying to find someone like me. It would never happen. Girl, yes, I know. Uh-huh. Um, similar, because then I at least know that he's sure of his type and knows what he's looking for. Their ex to look nothing like me, so there's less comparing. Less, is that, is that how he feels about me? I want the opposite, because they aren't still hung up on their ex. Uh, the opposite, if I look like an ex, I'm just another attempt to get back what they were trying to have with their ex. Yeah, opposite, because if he really thinks I'm special and not just that he went to look for his type and that's why he picked me. Opposite, so I don't compare myself. I prefer not similar because it's creepy if they look like me. It is kind of creepy. Nothing like because I wouldn't want to feel like they were trying to replace her or fantasize with me. Opposite. I don't want to feel feeling a void or to be compared to them or them fantasizing about their ex during sex. Oof. They they could do that, yeah. Uh, Opposite. I feel like it's less likely they're into me because I'm a type and more that they're just interested in me. My exes and I are friends, and his girlfriend looks like me, and she's also the coolest, so good taste. <laughs> there you go. Um, another one here. I prefer opposite because it's harder to compare and rank relative hotness, which I think is something you were saying. It's like you looked a lot like you, like, oh, her nose is whatever. Yeah, like, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Looking exactly the sound, same sounds like they're only going for a look, not personality, etc. Um, have they gotten over their ex, or are they looking for a replacement? I'm half black and he's white, and I'm always weary of fetishization, which is another mm. another good topic to talk about um, in a future episode for sure. Uh, I prefer opposite because I want that bitch completely over me. <laughs> and lastly, I think I'd rather see a girl similar to me, but knowing she's the dollar store version. <laughs> or the Walmart version, as we like to see. Uh, the Walmart version, which, I, yeah, it's a great feeling. Um, thank you guys for writing in for that. We will have another... Um, 
another Instagram poll coming up here. We were going to review um, I'm Afraid of Men by Vivek uh, Shreya this episode, but we are running out of time because we had a lot of recaps we wanted to give you guys. So we're going to do that on episode 111. So that gives you guys time to, your time to read it as well. And it's a really, really good book. It's quite short. And if you guys get on Audible, um, you can listen to the author read it. And I think it's maybe like an hour and a half, two hour read. Yeah, if you read on not on a, two one times eight speed like we do. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, but it, that's I'm Afraid of Men by Vivek uh, Shreya. And it's a really, really good book. We're going to review that in two episodes from now. So mm-hmm. make sure you get on that and read it and write in and f- tell us what you guys think of it. But we'll review that um, coming up here on episode 111. Yeah, she's a Canadian musician and... The book was had some really valid points, so we definitely don't want to rush through it. We want to give it um, justice. Definitely. So we'll get back to that one. Getting to listener emails and questions here before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. First one here. I love your podcast. I listen to understand and to grow my appreciation for sex workers. It's a world I know very little about. I did visit a club after 30 years recently, and listening allowed me to act properly and, more importantly, pay properly. Thank you for the community, this community service. Lol. And that was from an older gentleman, um, which are sometimes my favorite... Uh, messages to get because this is definitely like more of a community facing podcast so it's always fun when like squares and especially like cis men listen and they're like I see such value in getting this kind of behind the scenes knowledge yeah and then implementing it um when they do go into the club so thank you for that um message I really love to hear that and I'm glad that uh this community service is uh is helping you to appreciate dancers and the sex work community better Definitely. Yeah, it's always lovely to hear. Yeah. The next uh, message here, I just want to say how much I love you both. I just started doing OnlyFans this year and I'm not out to my family as a sex worker. Listening to your podcast has made me feel like I have two big sisters to help guide me. It's just so amazing. I'm from Vancouver too and I'm just so happy people like you are representing local sex workers and fighting against our bullshit laws in Canada. Danica, I just heard you on this Come Curious podcast and hearing you talk about being Indigenous and white passing really hit home for me. I can't even express how much hearing your experiences echo my own meant to me. Anyway, sorry for this long stoned rant. I just wanted to let you both know how important your work is to me. That's so lovely. Oh, God, she's crying. Um, <laughs> and here come the words. No, I mean, that's why we do it, right? A thousand percent. These messages like are like 100% the reason why we do it. Um, we want people to feel heard and feel seen and give advice to be able to help them make their journey through sex work easier and safer. Um, so yeah, thank you for reaching out and sharing that. Um, the Come Curious podcast, I was on, I think it aired last week, and it was really, really, it was with Florence Baker, I want to say, if I know it, first name's Florence, and Reed Amber, and they're awesome. They're going to be on our podcast this season, too, but um, it was a really good chat I had with them. Um, I really enjoyed even listening back to the episode, as I always do, to hear how, how it really, it's always different when you're doing the interview, and then you listen to it later, and you're like, oh, shit, is that what I said? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm smart. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Or like, oh, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a really, really good one, so you guys should go check that out on Come Curious. Um, and then we're going to get to the questions here. I need your advice. What do you do when someone you don't know keeps looking at you? I even said hi to acknowledge their repeated glances and still didn't say anything and walked by. Ignore or tell them to fuck off, lol. Um, I, get, I wish we had a little bit more context of like where this was, maybe? I think I'm, um, when I asked more, they were at a coffee shop and they were just waiting for their coffee and I guess this guy was continually like, staring at them. Right. Um, 
but like didn't smile back when they smiled at them. I mean, first of all, like I would just like really make sure that they're staring at you and not zoned out or see the person behind you. Awkward. <laughs> but also, just like any type of like, they might have some sort of like disability or something. Yeah, that's they're not really meaning good point. to stare at you. Yeah. Um. So b- before you know, anger is your um your go to. Also, if you if they do have some sort of like even visual. Um, disability if you said hi to them that they might not know that it was directed at them yeah so. let it be known any listeners if you guys see me out in public and you say hi to me and I just blatantly ignore you I probably didn't see you because <laughs> I got bad eyes yeah but like Anyways. actually I would just make sure that like you know you are like sure that this is directed at you um and then after that I think you gotta like check your surroundings you know someone can get like mad and uh, aggressive if you act, you know, um, I guess like angry towards them. Um, so just kind of like be conscious of your safety. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I would probably just ask, straight up ask why they were staring at me. Yeah. I mean, I think like as women, uh, female presenting in the world, they're going to get stared at all the time. They're going to get remarks, good and bad ones. A lot of bad ones. Um, a lot of weird stares. Um, yeah, I probably would, I think it's a very important thing you just noted to make sure it's not like a mental health thing or um, a dis- some kind of, um, like, maybe they're not as able-bodied and, like, you know, or maybe they are on the spectrum or something like that. Like, you know, there could be a lot of reasons why someone is just kind of... Or, yeah, they could literally just be a, literally just, you know, out to lunch, just, yeah. you know, in their thoughts. Because Lord knows I'll be like, ooh, like, staring <laughs> off. And then at the Jeremy at the bar when I'm staring at like the bottles I'm like are you good I'm like oh yeah what like yeah like, you zone my... back you realize you've been making eye contact with someone for like two, for... two minutes yeah. yeah I fucked in this tequila bottle for 10 minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no so that's a really really good point to bring up that you brought there um I'd probably just do a smile um maybe like a hat not a super welcoming smile because I don't want them to come talk to me but um just like a smile or a nod um and then I would probably just leave because I Mm-hmm. I you never know if someone's unhinged or psychotic or like if you're walking to your car or you're gonna go for a walk after like they could follow you like unfortunately being especially a woman in this society like those are things you have to worry about like yeah we don't always have the um pleasure of being as friendly as we may want to be um because people can take it the wrong way um and you never want to be put in a position where you know your safety is compromised so um, yeah, I'd probably smile, nod, and then I'd walk away. And I would also be very aware of anyone following me after that. No, for sure. Which it I sounds mean, like, it sounds like, you know, you're making it so dramatic, but unfortunately, like, you gotta be smart in situations. I'd rather be safe, smart than wish I had. No, definitely. And that's exactly why I said, you know, like, check your surroundings. And, you know, it's up to you whether you want to, like, you have the safety and the security to like call this person out for steering so they don't do it to someone else. But like, it's also not your job to like teach men how to act properly. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. Um, unfortunately we do have a quite a few listener questions episode that we're not going to get to. So I'm going to put them on to another episode coming up because we are running short on time today. I unfortunately scheduled, as always, many appointments. <laughs> we have a joke that I just like, it's, I don't even know how I get so many appointments. Like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know. A lot of appointments in my life. But I have to run to an appointment, so we are not going to get through all these questions. But 
I will hit this last one because we're going to make it an Instagram story and you guys can write in and tell us what you think. So keep your eyes peeled. I'll post that um, probably a day after this comes out or the day of. And it goes like this. Hey, I've been a dancer for two years. One thing I really struggle with is giving compliments to customers when I don't mean it. Like I can't be like, hey, handsome, sexy, saying they have an acute shirt or when it's like a Tommy Hilfiger. So basically when I don't mean it and my interest in men is close to zero, so pretty much never. I have no problem lying about how I like them or spending time with them, but I just can't give compliments. I know flattery would help my money a lot more. Is there anything I can do? Could this be a discussion topic? So I'm going to leave that one unanswered by Riley and I, and I'm going to post that on the story. I'm going to let you guys write in with suggestions on how this listener could maybe, you know, fake it till she makes it or um, kind of be more comfortable giving compliments to people. Um, I'm going to post that on Instagram stories. So look for that. Tell us what you guys think. And then Riley and I will unpack it on episode 111 and share our own, our own thoughts on, and tips and tricks on how to um, compliment these disgusting <laughs> oh, we're not going to do it now? I was so ready. I know, but you guys... Yeah, do, do. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> to be continued. Exactly. Awesome, guys. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email at 50plusatip at gmail.com. 50plusatip. Uh, slide into the DMs, email questions, comments. Get on those Instagram polls. We love um, seeing your guys' engagement and hearing from you. It's always fun to kind of... Um, flip the camera and see the listeners takes on things because y'all hear our voices enough. Uh, we want to hear from you as well. Um, yeah. Anything else to add? Make sure to look for the event, right? I'll be posting it all over the Instagram. Riley will post on her Instagram as well. I might throw it on my personal. Let's get weird. Um, and yeah, it's uh, June 21st at the number five orange strip club in Vancouver at seven to nine thirty PM. Tickets will be on sale by the time this episode comes out it's going to be a really good time with music, um, the live recording, obviously. We're going to have a guest. Um, we're going to have food, drinks, merch, prizes. It's going to be fucking sick. So you guys are going to be so happy um, being there. We're going to be so excited to meet you all. Uh, anything else you want to add in, Riley, before we send them off? Yeah, you can also uh, see us on Twitter, sometimes, most of the time. Uh, <laughs> 50 plus a tip. Also sign up to the Patreon. We will be doing some live show ticket discounts through that also some first peeks uh at merch and stuff as well um and as always if you want to see us chatting um see the visuals that come with it uh you can find those all there as well um again if you are loving our wigs you can check out our girlfriend at champagne room here co um on instagram um yeah i think that's all yeah awesome well, you guys, you have a lot to do, a lot of assignments for you. Get the uh, get on our event break, get the live show tickets. Um, merch will be launching that day, so you'll definitely want to be there for that because we have some dope merch coming out, and that will be the first day that they are available for purchase. Um, so go get your tickets, get on our Patreon, um, get on those Instagram polls, and we will chat with you next week. As always, have a wonderful week. And happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.